0: Sport Social. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this episode, we do our very first ever team radio podcast. It is driven completely by you, by questions you've either sent in via Discord, email, or Instagram. So stick around as we answer all of these and find out what's under Campy's Beanie. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm joined, of course, by my two friends who have done this the entire time with us, Tommy T and Campy. G'day, gents. G'day, mate.
1: Campy. Hello, boys. How are you?
0: Good, mate. Doing very well. How are you, Tommy T? Good. Big day. Big day at work, but love this. Get to hang out with mates and do a podcast. It's a little bit more free flow this time. Campy literally just arrived before 5.30 and Tommy T and I both, wow, genuinely surprised that he's here on time. <laughs> Sorry for you Campy
1: yeah it's one of those ones isn't it it's uh it's a week on from Danny Rick's win and oh. I cracked the uh, microphone open when I got home and it still smells like beer <laughs> <laughs> at least that's my microphone
0: as well that's that's good to know but look what a bloody week that was what it's been as well now a whole week since our last podcast uh, and I think we're maybe still recovering only slightly. From the vibe, I genuinely can't believe it still that Daniel Ricardo won. Campy called it, uh, didn't he? Uh, over the over the weekend in the in the pre-drinks, and we thought maybe you know maybe a P two, maybe a P three, but here he is doing it to us. Very very good indeed. So, uh, Campy, how are you feeling? Are you feeling more correct than ever?
1: Uh, look, I pulled it out of my ass. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, will he win in Russia? Yes, absolutely he will. Go back to back, I think. I think we're going to see uh, a bit like 2014. I think he's going to get his first year in Red Bull. He got three uh, three wins in that first year in the big team. So I'll, I'm going for three wins with McLaren this year. That'll just set the tone perfectly for new regs rolling into next year, I think.
0: So- Look, it's to be honest, we're feeling... Pretty relaxed for this podcast because this is a podcast that is totally driven by you, the listeners. Uh, Thank you for everyone who wrote to us, uh, especially over on Instagram. If you haven't yet joined us on Instagram and follow us there, please do so because we're going to post stories. Uh, You're able to ask us questions and do all kinds of things engaging with us, which has been really helpful, honestly, in the last couple of days. We've asked what you've wanted. The answer has been... More content. So here we are. More More content. More relaxed content as well. Uh, And for this live stream, it is our team radio podcast, which means anything that you want to know about the three of us, ask away and we will get to it in the podcast. Uh, At the very end, we're going to talk about Wrong Answers Only, which was Tommy (laughs) T's wonderful thing to have done as well. All right, gents, <laughs> shall we get straight into some questions? Uh, I think we should start at the very top, which uh, this question comes from Ashley and Campy. You can answer this first. How do we all know each other and is this something that we want to do professionally?
1: <laughs> well, professionally? Well, in this day and age, what is professional? Because I can assure you. <laughs> I was going to say, it's right this
0: right now, isn't it? <laughs>
2: We're so
1: this, is as, this is about as professional as myself and Tommy T will get. Yeah, <laughs> our, our host, Mr. Jones Baldwin, on the other hand, he's mm. uh, he's made for this sort of thing. He is. I, wouldn't surprise me if uh, in the future this guy popped up on a few TV screens somewhere in some category doing something because he's uh, he's very good at it. So I think I think I've answered that for me and you, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. But, I would love to do it professionally, but I'm just not good. So feel <laughs> the
0: same. You are. Yeah. You're but certainly. James. You are exceptional. <laughs> you would certainly do something to your own career if you were on a Ooh. television campy. Campy doesn't <laughs> want to become professional
2: say. because he's too worried he's just going to have to fight all those people he said he'd fight. <laughs> <lane>.
0: <laughs> yes, lots of shirt planting, <laughs> mainly of helmet Marco. Uh, and look, no one would be disappointed if you did it, Campy. To be perfectly honest, Tommy yeah. T. Is this something that you would consider doing professionally? Oh, yeah, down the track. I don't
2: – it seems a long way off, doesn't it? Like this is a not even three-year-old podcast and mm. we're still infants, aren't we? We're, te- we're in our teenage years maybe. Yeah, okay. Good. All right. I reckon, I reckon we've got to that stage. In with,
0: podcast years, we're yeah, teenagers. In podcast years.
2: I don't know what they are in relation to dog years or human years, but <laughs> podcast years, teenagers. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be oh. it would be awesome to do this with my mates and – I think Campy and I, our dream is to get to a couple of races and get kind of a bit more access than the regular punter would get, but that's just us being selfish, to be honest. It's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> Campy yeah. just wants hospitality, let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, Campy's had hospitality.
1: I think you could get a camera crew and follow us three around doing car-related things. And it would be bloody hilarious. Campy, well, you we already had, had
2: hospitality, that. haven't you?
0: Yeah. You, tell oh, us about tell your hospitality hospital about experience you at the Oz GP,
1: Campy. <laughs>
0: well,
1: <laughs> like all good things in life, you fake it till you make it. So <laughs> I think it was 2018 because that was the last Grand Prix I attended. 2019 Melbourne. I was in the States from memory, I think. And uh, anyway, 2018, I went on the Thursday and well, I think the Friday actually and uh, – I rocked up to the Porsche tent and I just acted like I went by myself. I just acted like I was supposed to be there, and I just said to the security guard, "I just said, oh mate, I'm really sorry, I forgot my ticket. Um, can we? Do you want me to go back and grab it?" And he looked at me. I was dressed. I had a, I, don't know, I had a shirt on. And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, you're right, mate. Go on through." So I spent the day in the Porsche hospitality <laughs> tent, and uh, <laughs> right when session uh, practice two had finished on the Friday. Um so the security walked up and said, Who are you? I said, Oh, well I've got a ticket in the car and it said, Oh, we don't have a list for you. What's your name? And anyway, I got booted out, but I spent <laughs> I spent a good three and a half years, years in there and uh uh three and a half hours and uh <coughs> I like anything, just shit talking away, and pretty likable character when I get in a room like that. You know, a couple of
2: green
0: demons, and you're fine, mate. Uh,
1: Oh, absolutely, (laughs) had a good time. So hospitality is very good.
0: I feel like, oh, that's the wrong audio sting. I was going to play something else. Doesn't matter. (laughs) When you say I want to do this professionally, I obviously need a lot of work uh, to get there. Look, why don't we? Another question. Uh comes from from Daniel, and uh, he wants to know who we are, basically. Can we give a short – Tommy T, how about you give a short bio on on Ooh. who you are and what you're actually interested in outside of Formula 1? Can One, I ladies? just
1: say how we know each other? Everybody knows Tommy T on the peninsula. Yeah, you know Everybody wrong. knows Tommy <laughs> T. So <laughs> Why yep. is
2: that? And that kind of leads into this next question is coffee. Yeah, go man. on then. I'm a, I'm a coffee roaster in Mornington at Commonwealth Coffee. So – we do a little bit of work with James and one of his other companies, Four Paws, and Campy's done some electrical work for us. And we've crossed paths in other ways before. And mm. I think we none of us actually realized until we'd known each other for a while, like, oh, we actually
0: like Formula One. Well, you didn't like Formula 1 to begin with, this did you? This is
2: true. Oh, I'd, I'd always had an interesting <laughs> cars and Formula 1, but I'd never followed it enough because of the time zone. And also, I had no one else to talk to it about. So exactly, it's a hard one to kind of stay interested in when you're just doing it solo. And to be honest, this whole journey, we've just found people out of the woodwork. Like, you like Formula 1 as well? Mm. Like, why mm-hmm. didn't you say anything? Um, yeah. So hopefully, we've um, outed some people and they're now like, <laughs> Formula One people alongside us. Because <laughs> it, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? Before, the, before Netflix mm. came out, it was a bit shameful to be an F1 fan. Everyone thought you were a bit weird and you stay up late to watch cars go around in a circle, you weirdo. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yep. So now you can kind of be proud about it because people actually kind of get it and people who wouldn't otherwise be interested are interested. But So, yeah, I'm a coffee roaster um, and I also have a gin company, which is also with James. Idiot. Um, I, why do a I? Dumb keep, idea that was. Why do I keep <laughs> entwining my life with yours? That's a yeah, no. <laughs> recipe for chaos, obviously. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty simple. I, I just like lots of good things, don't I?
0: You sort of, you, and you're not a traditional what we call traditional podcast host. And I can't be said, you know, like I'm pretty with it, and I've got experience doing community radio and stuff. This is this was relatively new for you, and you jumped in and learnt. Very quickly just to have, have opinions about stuff that you knew nothing about, which was the ver- then the Aus Edge One Way, now the Lakeside Driveway. Exactly. Just fake it. Yeah. Campy, what about you, Snuffluffagus? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, well, I like long walks down the beach, I suppose. <laughs> Excellent, please.
0: I'll <laughs> just take um, notes.
1: <laughs> oh, what do I do? I'm an electrician. I uh, work for myself, uh, self employed. So that's good. Um, what else? Oh, just music, really. I mean, that's how me and James sort of got to know each other, doing a fair bit of music together over the years. And, um, yeah, a bit like Tommy. We just started talking about it when we saw each other and it was flat out. So, um, we just decided to do the podcast. But other than that, yeah, I mean, music's probably the biggest thing. I've sort of played in bands since I was about 14, 15. And, uh, as a bass player, that would be my other passion other than motorsport, really. Um, Yeah, it's not much else to say. I have a better half, Bryony, who's amazing, uh, and she's everything I'm not. She's beautiful, (laughs) elegant, speaks well, breathes well, smart, intelligent. Better half is a great summation of Bryony, for sure. Absolutely, I feel like I'm the uh, heavyweight champion boxer of the world, and that's how much I'm (laughs) punching above my (laughs) average. So, no, that's good. But um, yeah, look, you know, I'm pretty simple, dude. I. Get up every day and work pretty hard, and enjoy life outside of it. Nothing much stresses me out, if I'm honest. So,
0: so Campy, talk to me about when we started this podcast, because there was a moment where you realised that I was into Formula One. I'm leading myself into a bit of shame here, but what was the moment where you came up to me and you were like, "I saw you on"?
1: Yeah, well, you were on that ad for Heineken with uh, <laughs> DC, the tune himself. I was. <laughs> so there's a big uh, social media. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It was a big ad campaign big just push. before the Os mm. Grand Prix. Anyway, i bumped into James and, you know, James was a bit of a knob mm. beforehand. Was. Still am. Yeah, still, am. still is.
2: <laughs> but uh,
1: we didn't really cross paths too much. Anyway, I walked up to him on uh, this particular day. I was like, dude, that was sick. How'd you get into that? And, you know, he was really, uh, what would I call it? He was he's, not humble. Humble's not Not word. humble. He told me how good he was. <laughs> I out-humbled myself. Jeez, who is this guy? No, anyway, Jeez. but from that- well. From from that, we just started talking about it every time we saw each other, mm. and the idea came oh I should do a podcast. It'll be pretty easy. You can host it because you're good at that stuff. And I just thought, ah, oh, yeah, I'll jump on and. Have I'm a opinionated. Crack. And here we are. Yeah, I'm opinionated. So <laughs> don't ask me what I think because I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> so that was it, really. But um, yeah. Because we also sort of
0: look, and I said this a couple of months ago, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome, great to have you here. But I was a part of what ended up being one of the worst looking campaigns ever for Formula One and Heineken. I had an incredible time doing it. I have a selfie with Max. I hung out in the Red Bull garage with Daniel, had all those wonderful things, got paid to be there in a helicopter. Most, one of the most amazing experiences in my three days ever in my life. And it looked like a bag of crap. Uh, and now. it was about the time that came out one of those, I think it was like Treasury or Finance Department had decided to be their own actors in uh, in an ad here in Australia and they were getting roasted anyway. I was likened to the Treasury oh. Department, which was which was really tough to, to take on to be honest. Anyway, so I, I thought mean, I'd bloody if, start a podcast and just get over it.
1: The thing I remember about it was if was this was as if DC was walking down Collins Street yes. and pulled two randoms out of the crowd <laughs> yeah. that just so happened to know something about Formula One. Yeah. No, well it was, it was supposed was to be nothing. Do you know ass. anything
0: about Formula One? Not at all. In my eyes I'm like, oh my God, it's David <laughs> Coulson. <Courser." laughs> Good actor acting idiot. Uh, but yes, but that started everything in about talking about Formula One, because as Tommy T has said, we brought all these people out of the woodwork. Uh, Campy and I started it with uh, Michael Best, who uh, is part of the Entente group, who's written all of the music for us, including all of the this fantastic stings that some of you love and some of you don't love. Um, but he was had on the unfortunate pleasure of sitting in between us, Campy, for the first podcast, listening the entire time. And man, his eyes glazed within about <laughs> three and a half minutes. Of starting the podcast, but we've come a long way since then. Uh, I wouldn't suggest you go back and listen to our first couple of episodes, but uh, it's been an interesting time. And for me, I uh, do this to be honest. I do this, I want to do this forever. This is my whole thing, uh, and I want to get it to work for F1 properly. That's the story of me. Where else I can we in, listen to you, Jim. Work in marketing. Oh, some other podcasts that uh, someone's art someone's, uh, look, how about I just bring this into. This question up. <laughs> Thanks so much for asking that, Tommy T. You're welcome. Uh, it's further down the list. Let me just see. It's ba- how did you
1: get on the Extreme E podcast?
0: Yeah. So, it the question oh, I've put it somewhere. The, the question real is, question congrac- is Kelly. why didn't you Kelly. get
1: me? Man- why didn't you get me and Tommy T to do it with you, Jim? Because I wanted professional.
0: professionals. <laughs> Ke- Kelly asks, <laughs> Kelly says congratulations on growing the podcast and asked how I got involved. This is probably a better story. So I was watching Extreme E after um, some Formula 1 stuff was going on, the first Extreme E package, and I love my podcasts, and that's obviously because I do so bloody many of them now. I went to find the Extreme E podcast, couldn't find it, doesn't exist. So after six beers just send an email, just send an email to media at whatever extreme I think it was uh, to find out if they had a podcast and if they didn't, could I do it for them with all of my liquid courage? Uh, And the long story short is they came back and said yes, but the day that they came back and said yes was about two days after Tommy T and I had interviewed Michael Laminato on this podcast uh, and I was down there and Campy was sitting behind the camera. It was just before we interviewed Michael Italiano and I thought to myself, not that I didn't trust you both, but I needed some credibility. <laughs> I needed some FIA credibility and remembered that Michael was an FIA journalist. So I put this whole pitch together basically with here's my idea and here's my credibility in Michael. <laughs> uh, and I borrow it was a that, good Michael. idea. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm just leaning on Lemonado's credibility. Uh, and do that, but it genuinely was just me cold emailing someone and uh, I had a couple of Zoom calls with some people in the UK and some of them are probably watching or uh, will listen to this podcast as well and a shout-out to those guys because they're amazing to work with and some of the access to people that I've got now is next level, incredible. So I suppose it's more of a this is a story that you hear about people and you go, that does, that's not going to happen to me in terms of being able to, to talk to people like Jensen Button that's- and that's how it Nico. happens every time. Absolutely. So if you're doing content yourself, like just keep going. That's a that's the biggest thing for us as well, wasn't it, Campy, That we said we didn't want to suffer from podcast fade, right from the beginning, uh, and we haven't, which has been which has been magnificent. All right, here's a question from myself for both of you because I think this is important. What oh, other no. podcast? What other F one content do you consume over a weekend or after a, a race week? Tommy T. Uh, okay, Campy. Oh. <laughs> Camper, you go
1: first. Tommy's up. Tommy's up.
0: All right. Go on, Tommy.
2: I, I'm starting to hate it though, but Checkered Flag is kind of one of those ones. that Because it's one of the first as well. I know I know that that's for me and I know that's one of the things that we like to doing is get, is get it out as soon as we can. So um, I, I kind of hate listening to it now, to be honest, though, sometimes. Because mm. some of those takes are really just UK-centric. The, the most recent ones, I was ready to throw my phone because they were talking <laughs> about how Daniel wasn't up to scratch, and that Lando had more pace. Jolly and Palmer's a freaking idiot. What's he talking about? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how people can watch that race and think that. Yeah. But so that's probably one of them. I'm, I'm liking. Um, I don't know. James does as well. I'm not sure if Campy does. Uh, on the marbles is excellent. That's just, just good. <laughs> when it's out, ex- yeah, they're inconsistent. But when it's out, it's great. So yeah, um, always a big fan of that, and that's kind of good to punch through. But to be honest, like F1 content is not massive for me. I'd rather just watch it. Um, You probably heard, but I'm constantly listening to basketball podcasts. Um, And to be honest, this kind of ties back in because I'm getting sick of people who know nothing about F1, (laughs) which was me, so I'm kind of guilty, (laughs) listening to the Ryan Rossillo podcast. Shout out to Ryan Rossillo if you're listening, which you wouldn't be. But (laughs) Kevin Clark knows nothing about F1. You need to get rid of him and get James on there or me on or Campion to talk about F1 because they know nothing. Tommy um, T needs another podcast to do. Yeah, exactly. It's it's frustrating when you hear just people who are excited about it but just don't have the kind of, I don't know, knowledge beyond the last kind of 10 minutes of watching it to kind of give anything. So just the way they talk about things is frustrating. But it's good to see if I zoom out and just stop being a negative jerk, is when that if one is if <laughs> one is broadening and it is getting to America and it is getting to kind of the more mainstream podcast, Mm. which is actually exciting. Things like Miami is going to be good for that. Mm, We're going to get get to go to America this year as well. So (laughs) long-winded answer, but I only listen to really one or
0: two and then lots of basketball. (laughs) Campy, what do you listen to or watch?
1: Uh, YouTube is probably mostly where I do it. I do listen to the other Aussie podcasts. uh, Laminados one he's got What's that called Box Off the of grid. Neutrals yeah. Box no, what's Oh the other, the other one, one. You know, The in, actual one In the fast lane In the fast lane Yeah so I'll listen to that I just think it's important You know <laughs> we I think it's important We don't take ourselves Very seriously at all But I, I like some of the I like some of the content that's out there. It's a bit more detailed, um, particularly the uh, the strategy report ones. They're quite good because yep. I'm a bit of a geek like that. But there's a guy from New Zealand who has a YouTube channel called Josh Revel. Yeah, legendary, and it uh, it is cracking. I look, I know how look. I, I look from a few and see how far how hard it is to put together videos just from what we do and watching you two guys, but. Like, some of the quality of these guys' work is, is you know, it's TV professional grade uh, uh, quality, really. So Josh Revel, there's another one called the the Cranky Yankee F One, um, and there's a few other small ones, the F One Word or F One World, that I listen to just because that gives some insights into a lot of the um, a lot of the statements by team principles that you don't normally hear, and yeah in your normal feed. So that, they're the other ones. But, yeah, Josh Revel, jump on board that guy on YouTube. He yep. is sensational. Yeah, good to have some
0: other Australia slash New Zealand content being made to yeah. listen to. Look, I listen to Box of Neutrals and that's it. I, I I used to listen to stacks of different content. I used to listen to The Race, Check It Flag. Uh, I used to listen to F1 Nation and When That Was Good and Beyond when the we, Grid. And it's, to be honest, I've just – yeah, I've just found that they're, you know, and look, plenty of you have said this that this podcast is better. The quality is better in terms of the audio quality. That's a huge thing for me. It's why this was always sounding so good to begin with. Uh, and the fact that we talk about every team. I I'm, understand that Checkered Flags very British focused and British biased because it's for the BBC. Got it. But when there's no other mention apart from negativity around other drivers, you get over very quickly, don't you? Um, so that's yeah. I I think for for me it's. It's nice to keep it to Australian point of view. And also, you know, obviously I work with Lemonada on a different podcast, but it's nice to listen to another opinion that is similar but slightly different and him and Rob James do a good job there too. Yep. Formula yeah. God comments on Instagram and he's uh, he's been a, a big part of helping us grow a little bit as well and a shout out to him. We'll be doing hopefully some stuff with him in the next couple of months too. He asks, what's our favourite thing to come out of doing this podcast? Campy, what's your favourite thing?
1: Oh, I just think Discord. Like I don't use it a hell of a lot, but I do scroll through it. Um, you know, almost it's becoming a daily habit now just before I go to sleep. I think Discord's the best thing because there's, there's hundreds of thousands and millions of people around the world that are just armchair experts like us that are looking for a bit more access, um, looking to get part of a community. And, uh, you know, I Look, I think the community feel of our podcast is what I like the most Mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't think we, I mean, we do the podcast just because we do it, but it doesn't mean we, you know, it's ours and we'll protect it like a little, you know, protect it like an egg so you can't crack it. I think, yeah, just a really good community feel and, uh, you know, I think, I think, People are starting to have a bit of ownership and direction of it too, mm. which is good. I mean, we got Manas on a few times and he's doing that uh, MotoGP podcast with us now. And that was a really good thing out of that. And uh, yeah, I, the plan moving forward is to get a hell of a lot more fan engagement on this particular episode, you know, the team radio one too. So yeah, I think that's the best part about it, just creating a nice little community online. I think as it grows, it'll get harder just because if you get the, you know, the 5,000 people, 6,000, and people on there the comments just come through and it's really hard to keep track but at the moment (laughs) we've got this perfect balance where we've got you know a solid three four hundred contributors and it's yeah i think it's i think it's really good there's Mm. a lot of banter on there and a lot of piss taking (laughs) at my expense a lot of the time too so (laughs) and you know i I love that I bring it on i'm all about it so tommy t I think it's how much we've actually
2: learnt doing this. Like we knew nothing, basically. Oh yeah, we knew what we wanted a podcast to sound like, which was high quality, like James said, and we wanted to talk about everyone, especially Dan Ricardo from the start, because we weren't hearing any of that. So that's basically all we started with, and I didn't even start from the start. I came in at episode three, I think. You did. I was one of the first listeners and was texting you both feedback like, that was shit, do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, put your mouth where hasn't your microphone changed. is, dickhead. <laughs> it, <laughs> it hasn't changed. You still text me halfway <laughs> yeah. through and I'll be like, oh. <laughs> but no, so that's all it was really. And we've done so much. We've, we have tried to basically do some studio episodes. We have tried so many things and we've learned so much along the way. And it's, I think we've come to a really good kind of formula now and I think that's what we want to grow and I think that's what people you you guys are responding to is this formula of us just hanging out, talking, having fun, but in, talking about everyone equally and not just the yeah. three biggest drivers.
0: Just nice to have some structure, I think, as well as you, what you see is what you get. And every and obviously your Tommy T's television broadcast review is coming back because that was another bit of feedback that we got from my yep. research. People want yes. that kind of stuff, and they're identifying. And I agree with both of you. I think what we've learnt, but also that we're tailoring it for the community. Now is is what this is about. It's not about the three of us at all. It's about further, like the mission that we set out with. What was OzF One at the time was to create like-minded followers of Formula One in Australia. Yep, mm, and we've done that. I mean, we, we're very lucky that we've got a listenership from all over the world, from you know, and regular people on the Discord from the US, from Canada, from England, from Germany, from all kinds of places. It's genuinely ridiculous and. And I said this to Campy, I think, offline a, a while ago, but to from the, when we started the podcast in early 2019 to August last year, we had 10,000 downloads of all, uh, all time. And from August to last year to August this year, we had 50,000. And from August then, the beginning of August to today, the 20th of September, we've had 61,700. So the trajectory is huge. If you're listening yeah. and you've only just discovered us as well because of Daniel's win, it's great to have you here. And mm. we are all focused... On making this a podcast for you, uh, and which is why we want the feedback, and why we're doing an episode like this, which is answering your questions and giving a little bit more of feedback, I suppose, is f- to who we are, so you can feel more part of the community as well. Because, as I said, it's not about the three of us. This is a very important question from Craig Campy. How many Winnie
1: Reds do you burn through a day? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Winnie Blues was my, uh, <laughs> was, my <laughs> was my data choice back in the day, but no, it's. Uh, It's a habit we've long given up now. This is kind of
2: in the in the same vein. Lone Wolf on the chat has gone, does Campy own another shirt? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: The answer is no. No.
0: He's still trying to get sponsored by RM Williams. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he's doing.
1: I've got four or five of these, but I just could never. They're all the same
0: colour. Campy's basically Bart Simpson. He wears the
1: same hair today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That is great. That's great. Look, Uh, I I lost any sense of what was cool (laughs) and what was not cool at about 24. I think I made a brief (laughs) comeback when I bought some long black T-shirts when I was 27. I was like, oh, I'm back. I'm back with the cool kids. But that's about it. I couldn't care less about that stuff.
0: Yeah, and Tommy T, look, he wears good snake hole stuff, supports supports other small businesses. I'm wearing just another YouTube television thing, which is – A fantastic show. (laughs) (laughs) Mighty car mods. Love that. Uh, But while we're on the YouTube thing, shout out to Joel and Michelle. Thanks uh, for, for your comment. Uh, Coffin RX two says no questions, but love it. Although finding out you're from Melbourne is disappointing. As an ex Adelaide resident, you stole our GP. Uh, I think it's time to move on. To be perfectly honest, uh, but I <laughs> I was born in Adelaide, so there you go. You're welcome. Uh, Tom says great, uh, love the podcast as well. Lone Wolf just can't be own another shirt. That's what I laughed about 15 <laughs> minutes ago, but yeah. I just randomly laughed because so I saw that. Uh, and Creaky27 says, great to hear a mention for Cranky Yankee as well. He is solid. Absolutely. Yep. Love this question from George. Uh, Tommy, I'm going to put it to you first. If the television show Survivor ran a series featuring current Formula One drivers, who would win? Ooh, hoo, hoo. I would put a lot of money on Kimmy. Kimmy? <laughs> yeah. Why? Give me some yeah, reason. Yeah. So who and why? I
2: think Kimmy and because... I think he's ruthless. I think mm. he's like, he's sneaky ruthless. He would just do anything. He would play dirty. He'd do whatever he wants. Because you've got to be like cards to your chest for Survivor. It's not about just being the most talented. you got to have a poker face <laughs> and you've got to like keep everyone <laughs> yes. on size.
1: He's got he's the everyone's,
2: best. He's everyone's favourite and he's got the poker face to kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'd back him in. Who do you reckon to do the worst? Do The work, Lance yeah, Stroll,
1: Mazapin <laughs>
2: out in the first round. Who's going for home first
0: week? <laughs> Lance Stroll, yeah, who's Australia. Like, right, where's it- my dad? Get out,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Mazapin struggled too, but he's Russian, so he must be sort of tough somewhere. He'd be more in the same though. cloth, yeah. Though, right, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, who do you think would win campy?
1: Yeah, I reckon I'm going with Tommy. I, I would have picked that just because Finland that's a tough environment to grow up, they ski everywhere, so they're. You know,
2: ski everywhere, ski to school.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a tough environment. It's not like that, you know. Look, I'd, yeah, Kimmy for me. Kimmy, okay. Oh, I'm had, saying Lewis would go out pretty early too. <laughs> he'd miss. He'd miss his dog and be like, oh, I'm too emotional. <laughs> Get me Fair out enough. Here. I care uh, about I'm, my mental health.
0: I'm gonna say Seb because he's a bee farmer and knows how to live off the land and knows Ooh. how to play politics as well.
1: Yeah. He can multi
0: twenty one if he needs to. He yeah. can get all he can get all up there and just ex- extinguish right. someone's flame if he needs yeah. to do it. I think Seb, uh, and he's he's a wise he's a wise old cat he now. Is. He's not that's there to a prove good, anything. That's a good call. Um, anyway, so there you go. Thanks, George, for that question. Alonso's still emotional. He's <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> too busy gesticulating at people to actually play the show. Uh, Andrew uh, and also Tom said asks this question as well on the YouTube live stream. Uh, what should Oscar Piastri do if he wins Formula 2 but doesn't get a Formula 1 drive? Campy, let's go to you first. What do you think
1: he well, should do? I saw this question. I Look, I think Well, it's out of his hands. That's the problem. Mm. Um, he's a Renault junior driver. I think I spoke about this last week. He, Renault has to throw him the biggest bone they've ever thrown to anyone ever before uh, because you've got a guy that's won – F4 in the European, in that category, F3, F2 in three consecutive years, which I don't think's ever been done by anybody in the history of the sport. We've seen him win F2 and F3 uh, uh, on back-to-back, but with the F4, that's different. So, look, what does he do? I don't think there's a lot he can do about it. Renault I have to give him a bone. Uh, I think Weber's pretty clear. He, Weber, Weber will line him up probably he'll try and line him up with a Mercedes somewhere and maybe a Le Mans drive, uh, probably DTM. You want to keep him in some, you know, single uh, single yeah. seater, open wheeler categories because it just driving the other cars, you know, you, it's a different driving style and you lose a bit of technique. Doesn't mean you can't come back and can't do it. But, uh, look, unfortunately it's not up to him and, in this sport, money dictates a lot of it. So if he doesn't have a lot of financial backing, it's going to be hard to get him into a um, into uh, into a seat somewhere that will find him competitive. But you know, what's the Japanese one? The Super Formula. That would, yep, yeah, would probably be good. But then again, Alpine should be funding every cent of that being yep. in that junior academy team too. So.
2: Yeah, and I think you've mentioned it before, Campy, is that you'd want to him have him testing basically every week in P1 for Alonzo. Yep. Alonzo doesn't need his P1s anymore. He doesn't need to be out there wasting time. They can find all the information through Piastri, and that means he's in that car. He's learning. He's getting used to the tracks, and he's getting used to the weekends, and that's a way you can do it. See see how much time you can get him in the yep. car without actually being a driver.
1: And Alpine slash Renault. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Like they're not worried about money either, so they yeah. shouldn't be taking Joe on the you know because Guan Joe's is bringing thirty million to the table. That shouldn't even be a factor in nah. what they're doing the amount of money that they spend on engine development just to get into F one and that and, yeah. and that investment initially um, should say to me they don't care about that thirty million pounds just chump change to them so.
0: Willie from Wagga, he asks, have you ever been to an F1 weekend away from Melbourne? And bonus question, what's on your bucket list? Tommy T, have you been to anywhere else? No, I haven't. I
2: I was close. I was about a week the wrong side of being able to go to Brazil. Two years ago, which would have been awesome. I was there for a coffee buying trip because that would have been awesome just mm. to accidentally be in the right spot. That's right. Wasn't to be. But that would be pretty fun. Um, oh, bucket list, that's a tough one. I think it's got to be Spa for me. Mm. I
0: think
2: that would be pretty incredible. With that's, no rain, minus. Is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah, that would well, be pretty incredible point. to go watch there. The, the other one's got to be Monaco, surely, because that's – not for the racing, but just to be at Monaco for the, the weekend would be –
1: Bloody what do you day. reckon, Campy? Uh, look, my heart says Monaco. Um, Austin, we would definitely be going to as soon as I can leave this Ooh, shit yes. hole of the state for a couple yes. of weeks and <laughs> come back and not worry. I am with you. Yes. Austin, I, went, I I spent about eight and a half weeks in the States a couple of years, three years ago. Um, and, mate, it was all in Texas and Louisiana. Uh, and I can tell you what, Austin is – Before Austin came a thing and everyone started moving there and being like, you know, globally known as a cool place, I went there just before and I can tell you that place is unbelievable, just the culture. It's a bit like, I mean, New Orleans is a bit like that too, but Austin's definite. But, I mean, four events in this sport, they say there's three M's. There's Melbourne, Monaco and and Montreal, so in Canada. (laughs) Um, uh, As events – they're the three best events to attend just because there's so much stuff going on track. Yeah. I mean, Brazil, it's awesome. And it's a spectacle for us looking at it, but as a category, it's, it's the only thing you see is F1. You don't get any of the outside stuff that we see and we're used to in Melbourne putting on events. It's just F1s on track. So, so I hear that they should sort that out and it's quite boring, but for the events, I think those three as events to go to and be entertained and not just, there for the racing. Uh, I think I think they're the three that would probably get the tick outside of Austin.
0: Yeah, Koda. I definitely want to go to Koda. That's that's definitely a list. And I know I Campy, checked you out the I've, track
1: when I was there. Oh, I know out. we've
0: spoken about it before. Look, I think next year we should, should definitely make a move to have even if we can record an episode over there. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, for me though, I definitely want to go to Suzuka. I love Japan yeah. big time. Love Japan. I think that is an incredible circuit as well uh from a european point of view though i actually think i'd rather go to somewhere like Magello. i know it's not on the calendar but just looking at that cat that circuit from last year and the kind of racing that we got it just yeah. seems like incredibly beautiful place to be in all of the towns around the outside of the circuit so but for me i think suzuka and Koda uh mm. the two that i would go to next year ideally for me Every single one of them.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. So oh, I could actually for sure. work for I the mean, one. We've had thousands of conversations, James, before you and this podcast a like, lot. How do we travel around the world for a whole year and yep. go to the Grand Prix? Like to the point where we've actually sat down and budgeted for everything yeah. we wanted to do. And, you know, yeah. that is the dream to definitely follow the championship round for a year.
0: Oh, yeah. And look, there, are, there have been things that happened in the last. You know, twelve months where we had potentials for that to be the case, and yeah. there were conversations. And of course, COVID stopped a lot of stuff. But uh, Vietnam
1: was another one, which would have been super yep. easy for us. Yep. But I don't know what's happened with that whole exercise. It's,
0: it's gone. It's done. Yeah. Done for yeah, no more. Like
1: the track was built, ready to go, and it was like three weeks before it was supposed to happen. They cancelled <laughs> the whole year, and we haven't heard about it since.
0: You should do a deep dive, Campy, into mm. Vietnam and see what comes back. Uh, oh, I think th- it
1: was money. Oh, well you, well, you reckon, your, goodness. Oh, I think someone didn't <laughs> pay their bill.
0: Uh, okay, here's a question from Thomas just to go off on what we were talking about in Coda. Is there anything in the works, Campy, for a fan experience at the next Oz Grand Prix from a Lakeside yes. Drive fan experience? What are
1: uh, we thinking? Look, we'll do a catch-up for beers somewhere, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah we're in the planning at the moment we're gonna try and set up uh our podcasting station for a week somewhere in the city which is quite close to a track so that we can uh we've lined up a few interviews for it with uh, some people in the paddock which would be nice but it'd be cool to have it set up so that we can uh do some live podcasts as well and you know, on the fly, try and get some people in who might may have a spare forty-five minutes or half an hour. Yeah, you know, which is within five minutes from the uh, from the track. So, got a few places that we sort of scoping out at the moment. Nothing confirmed, but we'll definitely do it. We're doing something.
0: We're doing we'll something. We'll definitely go
1: to a bar somewhere and having beers and
0: because it'd be great.
1: We want to have a beer with Manas too because you know he who never met him. He <laughs> can he can down twenty-five thousand, so he tells us, but. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's going to be good fun. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And look, I, I still am going to take on uh, Italiano's challenge of doing some neck training oh, uh, yeah. when when that happens as well. Who you reckon's got the strongest neck? Me. You, I reckon, Tommy. I reckon it's me. Oh, I reckon it's helping. you. Yeah, listening all those coffee neck? beans over the top. I mean, there's there's muscle and there's just sheer volume. You probably have the sheer volume of neck. I think Tommy T's got the muscle. It's definitely I reckon, not oh. me. Can Let's M- all agree neck on that. Probably
2: as thick as James. <laughs> Just all <laughs> me. All I do all
1: day is look up like this and fit off lights.
0: And go, yeah, that'll be at least 50 grand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll get my apprentice to do it for you later. Alistair asks, well, predictions, lads, of teams to be at the front of the grid in 2022 and who might drop off from the front? Tommy T, who do you question. think? Good mm. question. I think I'll, I'll go for some shockers.
2: I go think. Oh. It's so hard. I think Ferrari will be back at the front. I think they'll be in the top three, which okay. I hate to say. And yeah. I think from the top dropping back, oh, I, re- I wonder if Mercedes will be in the mid-pack, to be honest. I reckon they're going to have a bit One more Ginole of a drop the than they expect. It's just for a change. <laughs> it's so hard to know. Like This is just speculation, yeah. really. We have no clue because the regulations are so different and we haven't seen these cars On track. So, speculation. You'd think that someone like McLaren is trending upwards. I think Ferrari are doing the right things. I think Mercedes think they're doing the right things. Um, But who knows? Like, it just could all be a gamble that doesn't pay off.
0: Yeah. You're not wrong.
1: Campy, what do you think? Oh, look, I still think the top four teams this year will be the top four teams next year. Uh, But Mercedes have to fall off their pedestal at some stage. Yep, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were so far front. As like we know what they're like as an organization. <laughs> so true. Yeah, um, and we know they've got a throughout the Daimler Group, they've got a vast experience. Like with, they've got just truck departments and like other departments within their within their whole company that have developed cars. Right, so there's a whole lot of information that they've got, which they've got access to, which other teams don't have, like your Ferraris. Yep. Although they belong to groups, it's a very insular companies. So,
2: yeah,
1: it wouldn't surprise me if they just come out and design another car like in 2014. That's just so far and better than everything else. But uh, yeah, look, I think Red Bull will be there. Um, I think the top four will remain the same. So. Maybe an Aston will jump up. I highly doubt it. They'll copy in twenty twenty three and be all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. Yeah, look, I think McLaren definitely are going to be up there. That's the trajectory. You can't deny what they've been doing over the last couple of years. Uh, I think from this point of a regulation change, is the first time we've ever seen Mercedes in that space. As you say, Campy, they've got so much corporate knowledge of how to make things fast uh, and how to make them quickly. But – You know, if we look at the last regulation change, Red Bull had, you know, sunk all of their effort into the year before to make sure Seb absolutely ran away with that title and then were rubbish the following year. So Mm. there's potentially something in that. There's, you know, the cost caps trying to stop that from happening. But, look, personally, I'd like to see Williams sort of hanging around that fourth, fifth position because I think they've, you know, flailed around at the back for, for that. Too long uh, and same for Sauber. I would love to see Valtteri Bottas and an Alfa Romeo up there alongside mm. George Russell and Mercedes just because I'm here for that level of tension and drama for next year and, you know, drive to survive. Just a tighter
2: race would be nice. Tighter racing so it's yeah. not just yeah. like you're committed to being, oh, you know, you'll be somewhere at the back this week. Yeah. We, we want to shake it up every different week, every different track.
1: We can watch V8 supercars. Follow within a millimeter of each other, and yep. there's no aero issue at all. Yep, no, I don't think you'll ever get that in single seating, uh, single seat open wheel formulas. But what we want to be able to see is we want us we want to be able to see cars going through a corner within ten to fifteen meters of each other, not losing so much downforce that they're ruining their tires. So that on these straights, like in Baku and you know ones like mm. China and and uh, Sochi. They can legitimately pass without DRS and things like that. So so they tell us the technology's there for next year. Um I highly doubt it. These engineers will figure out workarounds. In of course order to create they will. Dirty air behind them. Um I'm not as hopeful as what they're telling me it'll be. They think at about twenty meters the downforce loss is about uh twelve or thirteen percent, as opposed to currently it's about yep. uh thirty, if I remember, which i call BS on, but hey, smarter minds than me are working on that stuff so let's hope they get it right Mm. and can I just say quick fact the reason why Mercedes was so dominant is because they had in 2014 under this new hybrid era they had a whole truck fleet which was already running hybrid electric engines so they went straight to the Mercedes truck department and said, Give us everything you got and we'll build off that. Wow. And that is why they had such a big jump start compared to everybody else. Now, I think the motor industry's changed a lot in those seven years, um, to particularly in development, and a lot of other manufacturers are caught up. But it wouldn't surprise me if Merck had a, another trick up their sleeve in order to get the on track performance next year.
0: Yeah, well, interesting. That's I didn't realize that for Mercedes, but that's that's yeah. good to know. This kind of ties in, Campy, because we're getting a little technical. Mark uh, from Melbourne, who also runs a Bull, Bulls HQ podcast. He's a basketball fanatic like Tommy T, and he has good been guy. supporting us for a long time. So, Mark, yes. thank you to you. Uh, he asks, what's your advice for someone who wants to learn more about the technical side of the sport? Is there any go-to resources, Campy, that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, look, F1 actually does a hell of a lot on the app. There's a whole technical department and it's almost like its own media and they look at the cars and the innovations. Uh, Auto sports actually really good too um, they, and they do some really quality videos online. Other than that, you can actually look up... Just get the FIA regulation book out. Um, it's easy. It's just in a PDF that you can download. Um, a lot of I get a lot of insight into that stuff there. It's not so much it's not so much rules for racing. It's more about the uh, rules around different things. So, um, so the MGUH, which is uh, your motor generator unit for heat, uh, there's a whole lot of regulations about how they you know, dissipate the heat in the engines and actually turn it, you know, they use the heat to uh, turn a turbo, which um, which the turbo then gives the car an extra boost uh, with the airflow through it. But they actually use that heat. And we were talking about thermal efficiency, you know, in the cars. They're actually taking, you know, more than 50% of the heat in the engine to make make it go so yeah i mean there's some technical stuff in there you can find out from these regulation books too which explains it a lot better than, than i can well stuff. campy
0: i'm glad you're here because that bored the absolute crap out of me and we need people who, <laughs> are, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> people who understand the technical side uh i yeah. just i couldn't care less to be perfectly honest but on that on that note though campy and we don't fully know what you know, 2022 is really going to look like. But uh, Boo657 from Instagram asks, what do you think will be the most dramatic rule change for 2022? And I think I kind of know the answer to this, but go for it. Oh,
1: ground effect cars. So Mm. um, what we've seen in our, in Formula One, for at least the last you know decade and a half, and even longer, is is you're getting the airflow of cars over the top of it to create the suction and the downforce as wind hits the front wing. They try and direct the car directly over and into favorable positions to create the downforce. Next year, we're actually going to a a floor which is which is it's essentially a three dimensional floor. Um, a lot of what we're going to see now is the uh the airflow not so much go over the car cuz you'll always get that but they're going to channel the air to go underneath the car and create that suction or the barrier between the road and the car through the ground and uh, and that's where they think they're going to make the gains in the dirty air behind they'll be able to clean up the way the air flows under the car yeah just dis that whatever the word is dispersion disperses through the rear and the other cars following so that's the biggest change that we will see the engines are remaining pretty much the same
0: there you go good uh, good answer so ground effect which means better following andrew asks where would we like to see f1 race that's not currently on the calendar country or circuit tommy t do you have an answer for this by any chance no, I don't. And I definitely yeah. didn't type to that. To you, in the yes. Notes. Thank you
2: typing into the shared note. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should go to New Zealand because a mm. that is close to us, mm. and it can be the theoretical home for McLaren at the Bruce at the Bruce McLaren circuit. Yeah. It's a
0: grade oh. two currently. Oh well, you know we'll just do some crowdfunding to get it up to a grade one. Come on, New Zealand, get on board. Let's do Love this. That. That's where
1: they run the NZ Grand Prix. Am I correct?
0: I'm pretty sure you're right. Actually, yeah. I think, and I think that is only fair, considering we've had, you know, people like Brendan Hartley and there's Armstrong and, and etc. who are in those junior categories, and we've got yep. so many great rally drivers from there too. Give yep. some New Zealand some love. Let's do hey, it, hey, Campy.
1: No way that government spending money on car racing. <laughs> there it is. She's a communist, that chick. That <laughs> She's as bad God. as it gets.
0: Oh, well, so uh, if. <laughs>
1: I would like very much to go to New Zealand. I love New Zealand. Been there many times. I was times. born. I was I was actually born there. Believe it or not.
0: No, we don't. We don't believe that you were born, mate. You were just witched into <laughs> just existence existed. somehow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Came other out, one beard was slightly short. Uh, <laughs> I can assure you, I was fighting him off back then too. So, <laughs> oh, God.
0: Kyle asks Tommy, "Quick, help me. Based on the remaining tracks, does Danny Rick?" Have a chance to more podium or a win Ooh, this year?
2: Um, I, th- I yes. think yes. Oh, the answer is I yes want, or no. Come on, I mate. I want to say yes. I want to okay. say yes, but I, I don't think so. I think podium. Yeah, win is uh, things that have It'll to go wrong. I think. I think everyone's wise to McLaren now. And wise to Danny <laughs> Rick, the wily old dog. Um, they're not going to let him get away with that stuff. Can't be. Love to see it.
1: Yeah, I said at the very start, that which didn't go live, he'll get three wins this year. <laughs> three he'll, wins. He'll replicate 2014 with Red Bull. Love your confidence. Uh, th- three wins in the second half of the year, I believe it was. Uh,
0: where do you where do you pick it, though? Because in terms of tracks like Monza, in terms of speed-sensitive, is that what you call it, speed-sensitive circuits, though, here's, here's a track list coming up, okay? Russia, Turkey, Coda, Mexico, Brazil, somehow still. TBC, which is will be Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and Abu Dhabi. Where of those couple of races Coda? do you reckon the McLaren has an opportunity like Monza?
1: Russia for me. It's a pretty so this weekend. track. Okay, uh, interesting. And the other one will be Turkey. I think uh, Mark Webber got his first win in Turkey, I think.
2: Danny's and liked Sydney. Turkey in the past as well. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, I think, I think there's Turkey. potential for it. For sure, I think Turkey because I'm just trying to remember the layout off the top of my head, but from memory, it's not a. Uh, it's more of a high downforce, which probably puts the Red Bulls more in the mm. more in the box seat for there. But if they get lucky and qualifying and gets positions, it would be a hard place to pass. Mm. So that's where I'd probably put the. Uh, so Russia for you. So that's
0: chance. one of that's one of Russia the three. Turkey, so Russia, Turkey, and Monza. How
1: did they do in Coda last year? Well,
0: no one did anything in Coda no last year, any. so it Coda's really a, a Coda's a,
1: pretty high speed. Coda's a Hamilton track though, isn't it? It is, sort yeah. Stamped okay. his authority on that.
0: I would see – well, I mean, we've seen Kimi in the past win there too, so there's potential yep. for VB to to step up. Tommy T, you said yes to, to podiums Brazil then. Brazil would have
1: been a good track for mm.
0: – Yeah, go on. For what? Brazil would have – for Danny Rick. Okay, so yeah. well, we're still potentially going according to this the 12th <laughs> according, of November. according to right well, now. We're, we're not, not going,
2: going there, no, let's be honest. What do you
0: reckon, Tommy T, in terms of podiums then, if it's not going to be for first place, where can you see him? Where can you see McLaren performing well? Oh, I think the tracks we've
2: mentioned, but I think they'll be on for podiums. I think we're not oh, – it's so hard to know because if Max and Lewis are still acting crazy and crashing out and doing these kind of things, everything's to play for. But if they're kind of like a bit more reserved and – not writing themselves off. I think seconds and thirds are on offer, though, for McLaren.
0: Yeah, interesting. What? Uh, here's, here's a great question to follow up with that from that, Lewis from G-Town, which I can only assume is Geelong. Uh, what track would you remove from the calendar and what track would you replace it with, Campy?
1: Oh, definitely get rid of China before anything else. Is China yes. on next year's calendar?
0: Yes. And then what would you it replace is. it with?
1: <sighs> Magello,
0: <laughs> great, love it. Magello is is the default replacement, as it should be. Not Emil, yeah. everyone. No, is yeah, shit. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy T, what do you reckon? S- same thing. I would
2: replace it with Magello, but I think I would get rid of
0: Abu Dhabi. Mm. Oh, yeah. They've changed. Abu Dhabi has changed the final I section. don't care. You can't mm. publish a term. Right, and that neither sucks. Yes, correct. There you go. You're not wrong. Uh, I'm also calling Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Haven't even been there yet. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I would any. like to replace that with Mugello. Um, <laughs> um, I don't mind the China track, to be honest, because it can pull in some interesting yeah. performances in the oh. mid-pack from people like uh, Albon. What about we if we there? added Fuji back? Yeah. Fuji Let's can be say, fun.
1: Double Japan. Now, now we're talking. Yeah, now we're, talking. <laughs> I we're talking. I thought I was going to get in just trouble get, then. Just get rid That's of China. Get rid of China. That's just the shittiest track and country there is ever existed.
0: That leads um, into a good comment from Creaky who says, I can't wait for Campy's political talkback podcast. Would have me rolling on the floor laughing. Yes, yeah, so we'd also have him in prison. Uh, Mason from Toronto. Yeah, well, he'd have to catch you first. Just walk down some <laughs> stairs. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Mason from Toronto, a friend from Canada. Thoughts on Monaco being an overrated glamorous parade or an underrated spectacle of ultimate driver skill? Campy?
1: Yes, it is an overrated track for all the stuff that was aforementioned. Uh, <laughs>
0: well, good use of that word. <laughs> In
1: saying that, the thing about Monaco is that <laughs> you got to look at these guys and... We're getting down to the point now. The tracks are far – sorry, the cars are far outgrown the track. Yes. But you've still got to be pretty damn committed. And it's we're talking millimetres and centimetres before you get it wrong here and you're in the wall at, you know, 200K plus. Yeah. I still think it's very demanding on the drivers to do so. Yep. Uh I don't like it as a race and as a spec. I mean, the glitz and glamour, which comes with F1, it's a part that I don't connect with – a hell of a lot. Uh, but, hey, it's part of the sport too. I, I understand that as well, but it's that's not for me. I'm probably more of a racing purist at heart.
2: Yes, <laughs> think, you are. Tommy I T? I think it's just iconic. I think if they, can, yeah. if they can get the cars back to a level where there is some kind of racing-ish, but to be honest, it's so thin and it was thin back in the day when the cars were smaller. Like, it's always been like that. The yeah. thing is you talk to the drivers and it is one of their favourite spots and mm. – you talk to Daniel. Because they all live there. His, they
0: don't have to go far. They just yeah, walk home after stay the race. Home. That's
1: yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll, it go,
2: we'll go back to, to say the that yacht. Tommy.
1: That's why they don't pay taxes yeah. on the <laughs> <laughs> There you true. go.
0: The
2: truth no, Talk to yeah. Daniel Ricciardo, and that's the win that he probably holds highest. Probably, maybe not recently, but before this last win, he that was probably one of his most iconic wins Yeah, to do something oh. at that venue. like. Yeah under those circumstances is just iconic. That's the that's the race win you want in your that feather in your cap is to win it at Monaco. Yeah. Yep. So I yep. think for that reason it's still got to stick around. I don't know if you can do much other than make the cars a third of the size and hopefully <laughs> we're running <laughs> Well you see that the junior week.
0: formulas, right? Formula yep. two, Formula Three, they have good racing there because there's yep. an opportunity to pass and the cars are very similar. Mm. You know, without going down that path you're not going to have the overtaking sure. that you want, which means the most important time is qualifying. Yeah, so and really, to be it's honest, Saturday. that's not
2: the worst thing. Is to like to make qualifying so important because mm-hmm. we saw things like people in the past have binned it in qualifying it adds that bit of jeopardy. So as as long as I suppose the problem is you go into Sunday with a pretty predetermined result is the only issue. So why yeah. would you watch? Well, that's the only frustration
0: we have. That's true. But then that being For- said, then Charles Leclerc puts it on pole and then can't even start the race. So me. Yeah. Huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, Formula E this year was the first time they raced on the Monaco track. And interesting, they didn't give you lap times. They gave you speeds, uh, like the speed of the lap when they crossed. That's how they did it because they don't want you comparing. But from memory, they're running about a minute 35s, which is like 25 seconds slower than an F1 car. Yeah. Because it just shows you how shit that category (laughs) is. But. Well, at least they're not changing cars mid-body race this, like, at the moment. But in saying that, I think that's where those that formula could have some quality racing in Monaco yeah. because of how slow they're going yeah. and yeah. how much smaller those cars are in comparison.
0: Here's a big important question from Big Nick Nikita from Melbourne. What AFL team do we go for and do we follow any other sports? Tommy T? Oh,
2: I feel like I'm going to play myself here in Philadelphia. You are? Hey, damn uh-huh. it.
0: Go on. Quickly, answer quickly. I, su- <laughs> I support Collingwood. Oh, why would you do that for?
1: Fucking scumbag.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jeez, well, <laughs> all right. But I'm 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 a good pie supporter. I don't rub it in people's faces. You don't know it till now. So well, we
1: had to ask. Yeah, that's know, true. Well done.
2: Exactly. Very very. But good. no, Campy? I'll be supporting the D's on the weekend. Yeah. All right, Campy. What do you reckon? What others?
1: uh I'm a Bombers man, but I don't. What well, I? He's wearing RMs. That's pretty
2: obvious. A no, no.
1: <laughs> Look, I fall. I, Look, I've fallen in, out of love with f- footy over the last few mm. years. I just the way the game's played, and I understand why it goes out. I really can't watch it. This year was better, but now I'm, I'm a rugby union convert, if I'm honest. And
0: nothing wrong with that. Well, who do you who do you support quality? in that?
1: Uh, I'm a Targo Highlanders man. So that's my good. man. Love that. Yeah, down there. So rugby is probably the other thing that I watch most, other than. I love my dirt bikes and MXGP, Supercross, Motocross as well. So, yeah.
0: So, who do you reckon is going to win the AFL Grand Final? That's a question
1: from uh, Sam. Look, not Melbourne. Who's the other team? <laughs> Bulldogs. Yeah, I think the doggies will win it. Look, I've got a, <laughs> so, I, so I, much power. Uh, no, I played. I played a lot of junior footy against Nathan Jones. I played with him in uh, a few rep sides as well, and. The fact that he's not in that team for me is just disgusting. So I, for his sake, I hope that uh, he's having a baby, mate. I know, but look, like, he I just got think,
2: pregnant nine months ago. No, no, in the grand mate, final would be when I it know. Works. But
1: that for that guy and what he's done for that footy club and the sacrifices he's made for that team. When they've been so shit for so long, and he's super—he was a super talent as a junior, came into his uh, career really early on, and you know basically played every game for twelve or thirteen years. I think for him to not be in that Melbourne Grand Final winning side is a bit of a shame for that organisation. They'd know that internally, but that for me says that's why I don't want them to win. So. <laughs>
0: Well, I support, and I'm not that interested in AFL either, to be perfectly honest, but I support the Crows because I was born in McLaren Vale. That's my whole reason for it. In terms of other sports, (sighs) I don't. I just watch motorsport. That's all I'm interested in. (laughs) I do when I- And musical theatre. And definitely musical theatre. That is my sport. Not equestrian? Give give me- No, no. Lawn balls? I I do love croquet. Lawn balls is addictive. When you accidentally turn on the ABC and you watch it- No, I could any. imagine
2: James being mad into darts, <laughs> just
0: like getting up at all hours no, and watching darts No, because, again, David Croft ruined that as well. Hey, uh, Campy, in terms of uh, rugby union, though, i big fan when I lived in Canberra and when I'm about to live in Canberra again, a big fan of the Brumbies, and used to love going yeah. to live matches. That's just a whole vibe.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a great game to, to there. watch.
0: I think the D's will win because I think the D's should win. That's my answer to, yeah. <laughs> to, to that. Uh, here's a great question from John in Sydney. One of the last we'll, and we'll wrap up shortly. In your opinion, what would Formula One look like in a perfect world? Ooh. A perfect world, Campy. What does F1 look like in a perfect world for you?
1: Oh, everyone covered by about half a second on the, you know, start yep. to finish. Uh, so qualifying, <laughs> Yeah. If half a second across all 20 cars and maybe chuck in a couple of extra teams so with 24 cars, just think that's a spectacle and that'd just be great to see.
0: Mm. What do you reckon, Tommy T?
2: I think tyres. I think there's still so much work. I'm so frustrated (laughs) with we don't get to watch drivers flat out for any part of these races, which is insanely frustrating. They're always conserving in some fashion and I want to see – I don't know. These tyre manufacturers come up with something that lets us watch balls to the wall kind of racing for more of it than just kind of conserve, 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 risk it and kind of wear tyres a bit more. I'm sick of hearing it. I want to see these guys go as hard as they possibly can all the time.
1: And can I just add, you want less variables with tyres, you know. So if there's mandatory two stops or three stops, great. Then tyres become almost useless. Yep you know less variables we don't want to see a drop off yeah.
2: don't want to see heaps of compounds just for the sake of it just like have mandatory stops with the same tyre compound
1: yeah absolutely Um, and even
0: Creaky27 in the YouTube live stream chat says mandatory use of all tyres at Monaco would help mix it up but there it is again it's just tyre 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 chat
1: no one wants to see one stops one stops is shit yeah yeah
0: No, absolutely, couldn't agree with you more. Well, look, lads, uh, thank you for listening and answering those questions. Here's the thing, there's still plenty in here that I haven't asked yet. We're going to save them for the next episodes. You've been uh, here for a good hour with us, so thank you for that. If you want to get involved, please join the Discord because that's where you get to ask all of the good questions. Instagram will put it up as well or email But here are the answers. This is going to be my favourite part of it. Here are the answers. (laughs) The wrong answers only. What's under Campy's beanie? Double K and co. His bin. James, Esteban Ocon's new chassis. Sam, hair... (laughs) Nicholas, Pop Culture, (laughs) Bailey, The Daughter Narnia, Mel, The Bin, Alistair, Spare Siggy's, Woodshop, The Lid to His Bin, Jess, The Bin, Thomas, Lance Stroll Tattoo, Craig, a bald Head with I Love Dan Andrews tattooed on it, Aaron, The Bin, Yoni, Karen Horner's personality, and George, a tattoo of still I rise because deep down Campy is a Lewis <laughs> fanboy. Oh look, a massive shout out to you for, for writing in, for asking those questions, for watching us on the YouTube live stream. Can I please uh, encourage you to subscribe to this? Honestly, uh, getting to 1,000 subs is going to help a lot. Uh, Really, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, And also for the Discord, as I said, jump across because we're having such a good time there. It's probably, as Campy said, our favourite part of doing this. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing as well. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I will read out all the reviews I can uh, on every race review episode. So Monday next week after Russia, you'll hear us. But for now, that's it. Lads, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you on Sunday morning at 10.30 Sydney time. Uh, for our pre-drinks podcast ahead of the Russian... When you say Sydney free. time,
2: you say Melbourne time. Because
0: I don't know if it's Australian Eastern Standard Time or Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I don't know what time. It's time <laughs> on the eastern side of the country. If you're in a lockdown situation, that's when we'll see you. Okay, goodbye for now. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: very good. I think I've just realised that we're not actually live streaming. Yet. I was going to say, easy. we're not live.
2: Nope, nothing. I'll start
0: again. Uh, Well, here we are. I think now we're actually live, uh, which is very, very good. (laughs) Let's see where we are up to. We are. Welcome, everyone, uh, to uh, an episode of Lakeside Drive, if you're joining us on <laughs> YouTube. We're good at things. Uh, we've actually started. So uh, for the audio podcast, you're going to get a really nice introduction uh, for the live stream. For whatever reason, there has been a gap of about three minutes. Uh, we will be doing this. We will be live streaming, uh, regardless if it's a race week or not. Regardless will we be of live streaming, James? Because
2: I still can't see it and I'm looking for it.
0: Well, I have – I am listening to it myself on the live stream. So that's okay. – uh, well, YouTube's that's not
2: showing anything.
0: So Ask
1: the chat. Is the chat saying we're live? That's the question.
0: Yeah, chat if you're there. So it's still waiting
2: live? for 17.30. Well, that's
1: I mean, it's amazing.
2: 17.30, isn't it? 17.30, military o'clock. Military o'clock.
0: It's um, uh, it's interesting times in this whole thing. Sorry, no, ahead, can't say anything on here either. Yeah. Here we go. We are live now. Welcome okay. everyone. Welcome to the live stream. Look, I tried to schedule a live stream. It's my first time doing it. I didn't realise I had to press the go live in YouTube as well as Ugh, in uh, in our other thing. Ugh, so, um, Lord, welcome, welcome to the live stream. That's the second time. We or, third time I said it.
2: Sports social podcast network.